Bonjour, and welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds. A bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. Hello everybody, welcome to the Amateur, I now call the meeting of this Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth, and this is going so well. <laughs> oh, great. I'm Melissa Maley, the Spy. Today's Wait, using that? <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> oh. Uh, today's show is maybe brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash ADCpod. At this point, it's Schrodinger's Audible. Uh, <laughs> and you can you can use that URL to get a free audiobook. <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> see if it works. See if it works. If not, here's, you know, if it doesn't work, here's my, you want to hear my life hack? <laughs> go to your, go to the flippin' library. Support your local library. They probably have the audiobook you want. Oh, libraries. The, our, ours is, I believe, opening this month. Oh. I, or it might already be open. I know they were, like, doing prep work for it. But, you know... Like, for example, the Queensboro Library has uh, an app that you can just listen to um, oh, wow. audiobooks on if you have an account. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. You can also make reservations and then come pick up the book you reserved and then take it away. Oh. Like for like curbside pickup. That's so pleasant. Yeah. That, they started doing that back mm, last summer. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because they didn't want inside the libraries which right. are famously not well ventilated mm, it's true uh the local bookshop astoria bookshop mm -hmm. they i think they still do appointments for book pickup yeah that makes sense it's something that like made sense before but yeah i, I believe they do and then also um local comedy venue all and also bookstore qed down the street has a lot of good books but we're talking about audiobooks specifically yes um we're also uh on the scavenger network you can go to scavengernetwork.com check out all their fun stuff there and we're on the social media at adc pod also while you're at it you know this thing you're listening to the podcast on like your uh podcatcher you should rate review and subscribe leave us a nice five-star review and uh if you want to Email us with some compliments. Send those to amateurdetectiveclub at gmail.com. I swear I'll read them and then ignore them accidentally. Yeah. Because of life, life stress and an attention deficit that I'm desperately trying to cling to. Um, You're clinging to the deficit? Yeah. You know, you have to balance the deficit. No, oh, yeah, sure. Yes. You got a Stranger Things going now. The Stranger Things hair. thing, hair going. Oh, yeah. 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 I have curly hair is what Melissa's trying to say. Well, it looks very 80s right now. Yeah, because I also have an ear piercing and that's very dangly. Yeah. Um, also, you can go to patreon.com and there's some bonus content there. A lot of stuff we say I cut out because it's either too long or unrelated <laughs> or we cuss or it's nasty. Um so if you want to hear weird long 
cussing nasty stuff <laughs> for as little as one dollar. If you want to hear us talk about Boba Fett for a while. Oh, no, that got just put right in the can. Oh, you did? Yeah. You just threw it away. I just threw it away. I didn't have the time to export. The I was like, ah, oh, this is, you know. Well, that's lost to time. That's lost to time. Yeah, unless <laughs> here we go again. No. I need to start a Star Wars podcast where, again, like I'm starting the Randy Newman. I'm going to plug it now. I'm trying to do yeah. promo for it. Um, you got a friend of me, a Randy Newman podcast, because I have so many things to talk about with Randy Newman. I have so many things to talk about with Star Wars that like I should just get because like I mean having conversations with it is great but like again I use podcasts to trap people socially into an <laughs> obligation where they're forced to interact there's that episode of scrubs where there's a hypochondriac mm. um and he has a tennis elbow or something okay and none of the doctors believe him because he's in him all the time it's played mm -hmm. by um Richard Klein the very funny Richard yes Klein. yeah 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 kind um, Richard Kind, yeah. Yes, Richard Kind. And he goes, well, tennis, people, he goes like, basically, people don't like me. And so tennis is the one time I have a week where they're forced to interact with I me. I remember this. And that is how I feel about podcasts. Yep. yep. <laughs> We're like, I'm like, yeah, you're an you're obligated to come over to my home and to be pleasant around me. Um, and for me to be pleasant around you. Whereas like, if you just invite someone over, they might go, uh -huh, I don't feel yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It's true. And it's, you know, and it's a wicked thing I do. <laughs> oh, I need to respond to someone about being on their podcast. If Case or Sam are listening to this, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get back to your email. I thought I sent it. I composed the entire email you and then I didn't right send now, it. Baby. No, I'm probably going to reread it because I'm anxious. Sure. I want to make sure it sounds good. But yeah, I, I, sorry. And then also, of course, Melissa famously, we have to do our Star Trek podcast. Oh, and yeah. And argue about who we think is a good captain or not. Oh, God. Or even a good actor. Yeah, the, our tastes are so varied. It's very interesting. It's true because Tristan just doesn't like some actors that I think are great, yeah. which is. And converse. Really? Yeah? Yeah. Like who? Well, when we were talking about Star Trek, you're like, Quark, I can't stand. I'm like, he's the best part of the show. I love him, and I love what the actor does with him. Oh, no, Armin Shimmerman is great. Okay, you just don't like Quark? Well, I, I have mixed feelings about Quark, but I think that okay. makes sense. Sure. I think he's... I think the reason I like him is because at no point do I take him seriously. Okay. He's a comedic character to me. He's just fully a joke. All right. There's some things with the show that DS9 does that they try, the writers try to make him serious in ways that are, and that's actually usually when he's at its best, to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, like morally, not like the character's at its best, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. He, I, he's faced with the same moral quandaries that is at the heart of any Star Trek franchise. Series, yeah rather yeah 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 absolutely but he's also if we're talking about his like moral alignment he's he's not a good person oh no he's a capitalist right he's a an extreme ver he's a satirical character based off of the greedy capital high capitalism of the late 1990s he's a response to that mm -hmm. and also 
they couldn't make the nose as big, but he falls into another a couple other stereotypes yeah. that have not exactly aged well. No. And it's like one of those things of like one, you know, you can say it's you can read that into it or you can not. And if you do read into it, it's almost like, well, why do you think that? But it is like it's a common enough sentiment, I feel. Yeah, like. no, absolutely. That like. Yeah, but yeah, of course. There's that whole <laughs> there's that whole episode about it where he busts a union. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, it's not great. No, it's awful, and it made me mad watching it. But he's a fool, and he's in the wrong, and so I don't feel any real sympathy for him. So he's like, I, again, I don't take him seriously. Yeah, I think we're saying basically the same thing. I in think we're ways. in agreement okay. with the character. I just thought you didn't like the acting. No, I think he's great. Okay. See? There we go. See, this that was your preview of <laughs> Melissa. At some point, yeah, no, at some point, we will talk about the actors that Tristan inexplicably oh, does not like. I don't know, because I don't want to say some shit that's going to, I don't want to say some stuff that's going to, you know. Spark a 30-minute conversation? No, uh, get me in trouble with if I, if I meet that actor. Well, okay, that's fair. That's true. Uh, yeah, but when uh, I think that our taste in in the women in DS9 diverges a bit. Like, I love Kira. Oh, yeah. No, I like Nerys. I want her to be my girlfriend. I <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, she's okay. great. Yeah, she's... I thought you were more of a Dax. No, I prefer, yeah. but, like, there's like uh, there's no losing. There really isn't. There's no... Like, they no, made a true. very good point of, like, casting only... <laughs> Hot people in these shows. I love both Kira and Julian Bashir. Mm-hmm, of course. And the fact that they were married in real life oh, makes my brain explode. Oh, oh, that's very fun. Yeah, they have a child. Mm. They are, have been long since divorced, but they all seem to be on great terms. Well, when I mean, they did like a reunion last year, he introduced good. her as like the incomparable Nana visitor or something like that. But um, yeah, I love Alexander Siddick and Nanoth is a dar. They're great. Yeah, they're. I think they're very good. Uh, what would we call our? Okay, we got time for this. What, what would we call, we call our, our Star, Star Trek, Trek podcast? We really shouldn't be making the Star Trek podcast. That's a mouthful. I know. I love it. I think it's funny. What are the initials? I can't do it. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> do it for me, please. I can't. W R S M T S T. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't have like a bim bam. Like it doesn't like roll off the no. tongue. Acronym. We really Is, should be shouldn't be making this Star Trek podcast. Kind of rolls off the tongue, except for me just stuttering over it. Yeah, the irony. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we could find a quote from Star Trek of like we should really shouldn't be doing this. You know, something around that, and okay. I think that would be yeah, yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Um, to boldly know. <laughs> I think like N O like don't do this, <laughs> don't make it so. Don't make it so. That's fun. <laughs> what would we start with? What's here? What, how would we do it? Because we going episode by episode, well, that's gonna be a uh, oh gosh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, a lot. No, that's too. Mu- that's not. People do that already. Yes, we do that for only murders in the building. Eventually, yes, eventually, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We know why you're here. <laughs> You know, this is the, the part you scrub through. Oh, <laughs> this is where we do our best work. No, it's fine. I know what you're here for. 
Selena Gomez. Yep. So this is season one, episode six of Only Murders in the Building. What is it called? To protect and serve? Yes. Great. Uh, we get a last time on. And we started getting a mature audiences only. I don't know if you... Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, because when we started this covering it, it wasn't there at the beginning. And then I think something must have happened where, again, when we did the first episode, I was like, oh, they say the the F word. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, because like it's so bright and colorful and it's billed like it could be family friendly. Oh, yeah, it does. It is very colorful. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The palette's very fun. They did a great job with the wardrobe and all that. Yeah. It's good. So. All right. When we last left our heroes. We actually get an open on a voiceover of a character mm-hmm. we haven't heard that much from. Yes. And she is a detective. The detective who we ran into. In the first episode. In the first episode. Um, when we were. We. Meaning Charles, Oliver, and Mabel were. Uh, going up and looking at Tim Kono's body. <laughs> yeah, like a couple of weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, all right, you guys need to get out. I Get out of here. I do love this about the series. They do make three characters that are so lonely, so estranged, mm-hmm. and so out of touch with reality that of course they would do this nuts thing because what they're doing is really quite strange if you stop and you think about the premise of this oh yeah it's like not legal also it feels like they've broken several laws and Mm -hmm. like it feels like they're also weird lonely and desperate and i think they're all that way in their own unique ways which i think you know i think that's great i think they really did a good job yeah and this episode really helps solidify that we'll get mm-hmm. we'll get into it so we have this detective talking about this tv show she was watching as a kid where this guy would have voices in his head trying to make decisions kind of like inside out yeah yeah much like inside out and it shows like this flashback to her as a kid watching it and like wearing a cape and a mask which is very cute um yeah and she was talking about you only you're always alone you you're born alone you lie you die alone except for unless you're twins but they freak me out yeah it's very fun weird yeah and then she gets back to present time and uh looks like she has figured out how not to be alone because she comes home to her wife mm-hmm. who is pregnant mm-hmm. and um, on a ladder which is not safe <laughs> All ladders, just terribly unsafe. If you know what you're doing, yeah. Yeah. They're terribly unsafe. You ever you ever done physical comedy with a ladder, Melissa? I can't say that I have. I walked straight up. This is the arrogance of youth. Great. Uh, as a 16-year-old person, I walked straight up a ladder and then like walked off the top of it as like a physical comedy bit for a clowning act. It was like a eight foot ladder something so like i would like i cleared it the other side that it's still on youtube somewhere and i like looking back i was like my knees still hurt at the concept of that okay yeah right 
Yeah. You've never like okay. Our <laughs> our theater backgrounds are different. They are. You had um responsible teachers. <laughs> Philip Lowe, if you're listening, um you sh- you you know what you did. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so her wife is listening to Only Murders in the Building, the podcast. I'm sorry. Who presents Only Murders in the Building? Demas's Chicken Wraps presents Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> That's how you can differentiate the podcast from the show. Right. Of course. Demas Chicken Wraps presents. Yes. Only Murders in the Building. So she's listening to the podcast and... They come over and, you know, the wife is like, you know, why have you forgotten my kiss? And she says, oh, I'm sorry. Let me fix that. And she rushes over and her Mm. wife can smell the cigarette on her. And she says, yeah, I just had a really stressful day. Dead kid. Yeah. And she's like, all right, but you get better cut that out when Kareem gets here. And she's like, excuse me. That is not the name of our son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Kareem is not a bad name. So I'm with her wife yeah. on this one. Also, she, the detective, rather. Um, mm-hmm. We should find out her name. D. D. Her Det- wife is Kiara. D says when she walks in, why are you listening to that true crime crap? Yeah. Which I completely, police officers and detectives specifically must hate this trend it it depends uh depends on what on what podcast it is like on what the podcast is doing okay uh because there's there's a true crime podcast with a former forensic investigator uh and a journalist Mm -hmm. who have been like reaching out to police departments and saying hey if you want us to fund some of your cold case research, like mm, we've got mm. you kind of thing. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, some of them are probably annoyed, but some of them are probably like, great. Thank Free you. Free labor. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like um, Paul Holes is one of the co-hosts of it. And he has um, cracked many cold cases, including the Golden State Killer. Mm-hmm. The one that he worked with Michelle McNamara mm-hmm. a bunch. And actually said so Billy Jensen. That's how they know each other. Um, Billy mm. Jensen's the other host, and he's a journalist. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of thing might not be as annoying, but like, whereas, you know, three idiots, <laughs> three idiots walking around their building trying to three solve a murder. Stooges, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should yeah. bring that back. Let's bring back a stooge. <sighs> what is the etymology of this word? Is it racist? I don't think it's racist. I think okay. it's someone who gets swindled Endless. easily. Okay. But let me look up stooge. Mm-hmm. I feel meaning. like every time I turn around, it seems as though. Oh, yeah. Which is not to say we shouldn't be aware. It's just disappointing how many words have made themselves, uh, have worked their way into the vernacular that come from really problematic places. Origin unknown, um, a person who serves merely to support or assist others, particularly in doing unpleasant work. Oh, all right. That seems okay. Kind of like a rube. 
Let's see if Miriam Webster has any mm. further first known. That's why you listen to this podcast, right? To yeah, it's, no, it's unknown. So see, it's, about... it could be racist. It could, it's Schrodinger's racism. Oh. Um. So if you want it to be, it can be. If you want to get up, upset, you can be upset that we said stooge. And if you don't want to be, then I'm going to say it again, stooge. I think, I mean, we we want to be respectful, but as far as we know, it's yeah, it's unknown. Exactly. So it's unknowable. Unknowable. So you get to decide. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so. <laughs> Despite my flat affect, I think... I think people understood that I was kidding. <laughs> We're recording at 930 again. Not because uh, <laughs> I got here particularly late you this can't. time because we just talked for two and a half hours. We talked about clothes and boys <laughs> and shoot. No, we did not talk about boys, but we did talk about clothes. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and, and I got on my Randy new again. The reason I have a podcast about it, I got on that high horse and Star Wars again. And you, I live alone. <laughs> I live alone. I got nobody. I got nobody. To talk to, boo, 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 boo. Yep. Little hands. <laughs> so, as the podcast is playing, Dee hears the Arconia. Yes. And goes, wait a second, what? And... She goes, I shut that case. Suicide case closed. Yeah, and then Kara says, okay, but what about the cat footprints? And she goes, oh, well, the cat did it? The <laughs> yeah. cat did it? Like, she gets miffed. Yeah. And, again, understandably so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> fun little uh, mm -hmm. line that she says that I didn't catch the first time I watched, I listened, yeah, watched this episode. And was, listened. And listened. Yeah, I did both. Yeah. I watched and you listened. I used both my eyes and my ears. Mouth and nose. I didn't use my mouth to watch. You don't lick. <laughs> I don't lick the episodes, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? An absolute. So what's the line? <laughs> Tyler, come back and save us from ourselves. Um. <laughs> Listen, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I've accepted the chaos. It really is just you taking say, over. Yeah, you say you, you like an episode and everyone starts losing their mind. <laughs> uh, she says, yeah, my yard dog homies were oh, boosting this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that was my, they were boosting it on Twitter. And that is a great callback. Yeah. A plus work. Um. And also, uh, there's a bit of tension because they're, the reason she's up a ladder mm -hmm. is because they're building the nursery. Yeah. And she's like, I, I thought you were going to come home. And then obviously she's like, I've had a hell of a day. And she goes, I really wish you could have had. And she's like, did you not hear? Like, yeah. I had to deal with a dead kid yeah. whose father killed them. So, like, maybe back off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is one of those things where... The frustration of having a significant other with a job that they cannot control mm. is truly, it, it really is a, a difficult thing. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in most jobs, you have a certain amount of like, yeah, okay, 
I mean, but did you have to stay late? No, you really didn't. You mm-hmm. could have left. You could have just been like, but in this case, it's like, yeah, no, that's, <sighs> there's not really anything that she could have done. Yeah. Um, also, and... that puts you in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. And then, but when you're the person that's like left to just deal with it, that is a huge thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. To a much lesser extent, I've experienced this a little bit with uh, Rich being in the army. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I always forget that about him. Yeah. But so when that is his job, yeah, it's there like, was a oh, well. significant chunk of time in your life where he was just deployed. Yeah. And I mean significant, not meaning like a long time, but a very important time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was when I... I had cancer, and he had to leave two weeks later. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I can understand why that would also put everybody in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got really lucky because he didn't have to um, do army drill the weekend of my marathon, which was a concern. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that that was going to, yeah. But the podcast is playing. And mm-hmm. she gets miffed and she walks out. Yeah. In a huff. Yeah. And so then we go back to where we ended the last episode with Tavo, Oscar, Mabel, Oliver, and Charles. <gasps> I thought you were going to say Oliver and company. <laughs> Why should I worry? Billy Joel, baby. <laughs> and. They're leaning over the pool table in Long Island at the tattoo parlor uh, with the bunch of jewels on the table. The diamonds. And Oliver says, and we lead, we stared at them for what felt like a beat too long, which was hilarious. Yeah. This is a very self-aware episode. It is. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, so Tavo's saying that he kept buying pieces. Tim Kono was buying pieces from Angel. Yes, this person named Angel. Yeah, it's the only name he got. And then also, because he's like, I got him this one, and I got him this one, and I got him this one. Yeah. And he goes, oh, shoot. Yeah. The, the, he was supposed to meet, Tim was supposed to meet Cutter today, yeah. here, actually. And then someone walks in. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a woman, middle-aged woman, and Charles goes, well, I assume you're not Cutter. Right. And then Mabel goes, it's the hi, mom. It's right. Mabel's mom. Played by Mandy Gonzalez, who uh, was the woman that I saw play Angelica in Hamilton on Broadway when I when I saw the production. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. You like to see a New York actor. Oh, yeah. Love to see quality New York acting. That's right. Uh, no, yeah. She's, she's great. Uh, so then they all go to dinner. Except Tavo. Tavo. Tavo doesn't come. Tavo's got work to do. Yeah, he's busy. <laughs> they go over to um, Mrs. Mora's house yeah. for dinner. They don't go, like, to a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, and they start... And Oliver's talking about Stephen Sondheim. And it, it starts <laughs> off, and that abused, scared little boy was Stephen Joshua Sondheim. <laughs> and it's like such a good, it's a perfect, and here's me wrapping up a story, like 
it, it, very well accomplished. Yes, and it made me giggle because it's one of the two composers that uh, Tristan knows. Yeah, the two. There's just the two. Yeah. And well, now the three with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Gershwin. Oh, um, we got four. The, the Rogersters and Hammerstein. Okay. Um, the, who did the operettas? Was that Rogers? No, that wasn't Rogers. The two people that did operettas. Gilbert and Sullivan. Thank you. What's eating Gilbert and Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> Pirates of Penzance. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they mentioned him, and uh, Mabel's mom says, oh, the one from the Arconia, the one that is the reason that mm-hmm. Oscar you, went to jail. Why are you, why are you still talking about him? <laughs> talking to, and yeah. she goes, I'm not, he's dead. And she yeah. goes, oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> and then Charles is like, yeah, he got murdered. <laughs> and she's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Yep. And over the course of this conversation, she keeps using language towards Mabel, like, I should have never, never let you go back. You know, she goes, Mom, I'm grown. She's saying that I should have never let you go to that place. Uh, you hung around with these people. I can't believe that you're, you know, you're going after this while he's the person that, like, is the reason Oscar went away, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then she, they get into a fight and Mabel storms out. Yeah. And then does it cut to D? Yes, it does. And D is in her office and going over the case file. Mm-hmm. And something, part of it was never submitted. Right. And the... The toxicology form. Thank you. And then the cell phone was never submitted to the lab. Right. Tim's cell phone. Mm-hmm. So now she's got doubts. We also meet one of her coworkers who her wife warns her to not become, who is like smoking a cigarette and is clearly drunk on the job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's what's going on in Dee's land. Dee's land, am I right? And then we go back to the kitchen and um, Mabel's mom has a chat with... Mm-hmm. Charles and Oliver and basically asks them to stop leave Mabel alone there's a really good moment in the dinner scene where she goes and how old are you two 80 and Oliver goes I am in my early mid 60s yeah very good (laughs) a plus Martin short good in this episode specifically Mm -hmm. they give him a lot of good lines in this one Mm -hmm. um but basically they're like your daughter's incredible and weird in the best way. Yeah. And she's like, that's great. But please leave her alone. You are 80, number one. So that's weird. Number two, don't let, don't make her relive this terrible thing that happened. We learn more and more that Mabel was really depressed. Has been. Yeah. yeah and, and that it turns out was pretty traumatized from what happened to her friend. Yeah, Zoe. So, and this is, of course, the first time Oliver and Charles are learning about it. Yeah, right. Exactly. We as an audience knew, but they as characters 
did not. It's true. I've never been more right than in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever think about that? Like, is this the most correct I'm ever going to be? No. Okay. I have never thought of that before. You There's moments where you're like, this is the most or this is the least correct I'm ever going to be. And I'll have no idea when. Mm. The most extreme example, and this is going to make you spiral probably, um, of like you never know when your midlife crisis is because you never know when your life is going to end. So you, you could have already had your midlife crisis. Oh, no, I've thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, yeah. I think about death a fair bit. Mm. But you have such a sunny disposition. I know. I'm... I'm very complicated. I don't think I am. I don't think that's as complicated. I'm a multifaceted. There it is. You contain multitudes. I, I contain use, multitudes. You, people say I contain multitudes and then they get pissed when you don't act consistent. And I'm like, which is it, Jan? <laughs> I have another version of that joke is like people will say, oh, you're so brave to speaking up about mental health. And then when I act crazy, they get mad. I don't yeah. like pick one. <laughs> like... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah so they very kindly exude the mora household yeah uh they have a little interaction with mabel where, yeah where she is basically like yeah this is probably for the best <laughs> i i lied to you i'm a stranger i lied to a bunch and you're a couple of randos who you know roped me into a podcast and <laughs> Go ahead. You can get Oliver says a ran turns to Charles and says, Rando is a person of no significance. And, and Charles says, Yeah, I, I got it from the context close. But thank but you. It's very good. Yeah. Um both times I watched this, there was some sentence that she said that I'm trying to figure out what her voice sounds like and how to mimic it back. Oh yeah. Because she she has this like it's very for it's almost like Carrie Fisher's voice, but she's mm-hmm. a mumbler and it's here and it's small, but it's also like really it's really forward, mm-hmm. and she doesn't open her mouth at all <laughs> when she talks. Yeah, and I'm just like I so that scene both times for whatever reason I'm like I can do this and I did and then now it's gone like I cannot. It's one of those situations where I can only parrot it back when I hear it right away. And yeah. That, <laughs> Just keep practicing. You'll get it. Yeah, I don't know why I would need to, but... I mean, why not? Yeah, I live a little, I guess. But yeah, uh, Charles comes up to her and says, thank you. This is the most alive I've felt in a decade. And then they rack focus to Oliver and goes, me too. Yeah, and it's really sweet and, like, earnest. For Oliver specifically. Yeah. Because Oliver doesn't do earnest very well. They go back to the Arconia. And then they make love. (laughs) Can you imagine? I do. (laughs) So they're sitting in uh, Charles's apartment, I believe. Drinking some gut milk. And they're like, this is really good. It goes, 13% alcohol. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. That's so funny. And such a, he delivers it in such a wry way of like, oh, okay, that explains that. (laughs) Just like, move on. Yeah, so and Charles is like, all right, well, we had a good run. We're, mm-hmm. We have to be done with the podcast. Like, this is Mabel's life. It goes at every true crime story. 
is someone's real life. And Oliver goes, you're just realizing that now? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, well, it feels more personal now that we know. Right. And then Oliver gets, oh, he says, it's always felt personal to me because of Winnie. Oh, yeah. And Charles says, who's Winnie? And I knew, I, I when this interaction happened, I knew you were going to have opinions about it. Yeah. Charles doesn't remember his dog. No. I... The first time he said about Winnie, I was like, oh, right. I was like, he had a dog. Because they very quickly scoot that dog off screen. The dog is being cared for. By his son. By his son. The dog is fine. The dog is fine. But this leads to Oliver going, you're right. We're just randos. We don't know anything about each other. Um, no, sorry, Charles says that, and Oliver's like, no, we do. We you sure we know each other. He goes, well, are my parents dead or alive? He goes, dead? Lucky guess. <laughs> it's very funny. It is funny. And it's very, again, you see, the, there's these little moments where you can see that Steve and Martin have been working together for years, and they just... Oh, it's so good. It really is very good. Yeah. So they uh, Oliver gets a text message, and it's from Teddy, and he says, "Come to me. We need to speak." And it's in all caps. And Charles says, "That's ominous." And Oliver says, "No, that's just how he types." But it does seem pretty ominous, doesn't it? Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. That's very like bring her to me. Yes. Uh, so we cut to D at home. With her mad wife on the couch. Can I say this scene? Mm -hmm. Very sweet. Very sweet. But. Dee sits down. Kind of on the opposite side of the room. Mm -hmm. And I'm like it's justified. And the actors do a great job of justifying the blocking that was given. But I'm like that. That's because they were shooting last year. They're six feet apart. Same in the latter scene. That's why they don't yeah, kiss right away. There's a kiss in this. Ooh, but like, that's why, th- that's probably why they did that. That's probably true. Yeah. Because they are on opposite sides of this couch. I mean, yeah. it is justified though, because like. They're in a fight. They're in a fight. And she talks about the first time she met her. Yeah. Texting while driving. And then. <laughs> She's like, I was not. And you're like, you're lying to me to this day. Yeah. But then I knew I wouldn't be alone again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sweet. It is. And, you know, they're talking about having the kid and whatnot. And they. And. And Kara says, I knew those podcast guys were up to something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you missed something, didn't you? Yeah. And she's like, well, I can't open the case because that's. I can't make sergeant if I do that. Also, right. that's what no, that's not what the job is that yeah. of, a, of a police officer. Mm-hmm. So, right. D has to figure out something mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Then also they settle on the name Keith for their son. Yeah. Perhaps the biggest mistake these two people will ever make. Yeah. It's fine. It's I don't know. I don't enjoy the name Keith. Kareem is so much better. I I do agree. It's a much better name. Oh well. You know if. The best name? You know what the best name is? What is the best name? Tristan. It's Tristan. 
it's good. It's a good thing that my friend Vicky just named her son Tristan. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's a good name. It is a good name. It's a good name, that is. Mm hmm. So then Oscar and Mabel are in Mabel's room, and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's fun to see people's, like, an adult's childhood room that was never changed. She apparently built a tree of life. In, yeah. In, which is beautiful and, like, I would have in my room now because I'm a child. Um, <laughs> do you still have access to your childhood home? Uh, no. Okay. Nor do I. Some people do when they're like, oh, I'm going back home and it's weird to stay in my childhood bedroom. Like, I don't know what the hell that's like. Yeah. But, yeah, it is. it's really nice seeing someone's childhood home and they sit down on the bed oh and uh he also turns to comment on the lifestyle standee of chris maloney as elliot stabler and he says something wild he goes that's a weird crush i'm like it's not no it's a very normal very common it's very common his ass have you seen his ass yeah have you seen his ass melissa Mm -hmm. like it's also like i don't (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny because it's so accurate to life of like men have no idea what women find attractive at all at any given moment yeah and mabel's like listen elliot stabler is the hottest ever and he kept it pretty tight he does yeah so i so they're step aside kim k here comes what's his name Chris Maloney. Thank you. Uh, and of course, Mabel loves Law and Order SVU. Of course. Dum dum. Yeah. So they're looking through a sitting on her bed. Yeah. And he grabs some like a yearbook or something. Uh, photo, photo album. Photo album. Yeah. And there's like pictures of her young and then Tim young as well. And then she has one that says my hearty boys. Mm-hmm. And uh pictures of all of them as teenagers yep and um the photograph from that night falls out and yeah. she's like oh this ring is the same ring that um tavo just texted me and he goes can we just not talk about this thing because yeah. i'm sick of it yeah because it's the reason i was in prison yeah. <laughs> like they also do some flirting where she had bangs at one point and it's all very cute Oh yeah, he says. I bet you looked hot with bangs, she's and like, she's no. like, "I, you would lose that bet." Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's basically like, "All oh, I just wanted to spend time with you. I this keeps coming up, and I hate it. And yeah, I just want to move forward from it." Uh, and it really, I feel like they most successfully made him look younger in the flashback scenes. Oscar. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that explains because I he has this mustache. Yeah. And I was like, why does he have that mustache? That might be why. Yeah. To make him look a little older. Because they're both very youthful people. They are. They're effervescent. Yeah. Um, they do some things with their hair to, like, young them up for the previous scenes. <laughs> the flashback scenes. How's <laughs> young these kids are? Yeah. Um, but no. Um but yeah who's this actor who plays oscar he's very attractive um you hear that what's your name (laughs) melissa thinks you're cute yeah 
But yeah, <laughs> they basically kind of have a little bit of a heart to heart and then they scoot closer and they smooch. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Finally. They do some really good acting when they're earlier on in the scene as well because there's a moment where he like looks at her and I'm like, oh, I know that. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. But yeah. So then it cuts to the meeting with Teddy. And Teddy is showing them a clip from Jimmy Fallon. James Fallon. Where they had Cinda Canning on. And she says, yeah, the guy who played Brazos has a podcast now. Yeah, because Fallon says, hey, do you feel responsible for the uptick in podcasts? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I guess. The guy that I was learning about. Yeah. And actually, it made me think the fact that the guy who played Brazos has a podcast would actually, in real life, make this podcast blow up much faster than it seems like it is. Oh, 100%. Like, if, if God rest his soul, Peter Falk started a podcast. Oh, yeah. People would be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway... Um, I did have that thought. I'm like, that's un- that's unrealistic um, <laughs> that yeah. they're not doing better already. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone knew about it because like, I guess not because they don't have a PR person. No, that's true. If, if Charles was smart, he would say to his agent, hey, right. I'm doing this podcast. Right. But also Charles doesn't want to do anything with his life except for coast on residuals, it seems. Oh, goodness. And be sad. Yeah. And listen to the oboe. So they're watching this with Teddy Demas, who, by the way, is uh, played by Nathan Lane. I know we mentioned that before, but just to clarify, it is Nathan Lane. Um, Nathaniel Lane. Who's doing a great job in this episode. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he delivers a monologue in a minute that is captivating. Yeah, he does a very good job. Yeah. I was like, ah, here's a, here's a fucking... Here's a theater actor. Yes. <laughs> like, that's that's it, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also puts on a thicker New York accent than he has, which I find very charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. So, <laughs> Cindy Canning says the name of the podcast is Teddy Demas Chicken Wraps, or Demas Chicken Wraps Presents Colon, colon Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> And they're trying to solve a murder in their building. And their main suspect is Sting. And everyone goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. So it seems very embarrassing. And Teddy goes, do you know how big Fallon is in Greece? Mm -hmm. Those people are going to be shitting their pants out of envy. Yeah. And there's a really great turnaround there. And it was one of those things of like, until this moment, I was like, oh, I guess of course he's Greek. Yeah. It never occurred to me that Divas, Teddy Divas, would be like, oh, no, that does make sense, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, listen, they they say on Fallon, like, I mean, who doesn't love Demas chicken wraps, you know? No, everyone loves a chicken wrap. Yeah. And so it's great press. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Absolutely great to have Fallon talking about it. No, it's great. And... He I says, Fallon "Listen, and I can't get up." There <laughs> it's you go. Has ED. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, made myself laugh. There you go. 
So uh, he says, all right, here's $50,000 for, ne- for the next three episodes. And they're like, oh, we can't because because we have morals. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can't exploit our friend. And then he gives this monologue, this beautiful monologue about how his grandmother, great grandmother, grandmother, grandmother came over from Greece. During she, the um, Armenian Grecian Holocaust. She gave all her money to get passage to uh, to America, and she gave away, it, and the soldier that she gave it to let her keep two coins, mm-hmm. one to invest and one for luck. Because they used to carry coins around their neck mm-hmm. because people would just steal them otherwise and this sort yeah. of thing. So she had these two coins, and she came to America, and she put one into a sandwich shop. Chicken wrap. Yeah. And the other one she passed down to his father. And they're like, and then he passed it to you. And he says, Yeah, we didn't see eye to eye, me and my father. I uh It's like, oh, so you reconciled then. He goes, Or I dug it up and pried it from his cold, dead hands. And then he starts laughing. Because it was a joke. We think, we still think, pretty sure. And Oliver goes, that was good. That was good that you you, you got us. That was a good, that, and, <laughs> and Steve goes, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this is really funny. Yeah. There's like some, there's this weird space in this episode where it's like, it feels like Charles and Oliver are all of a sudden the normal ones. Just, yeah. Yeah. She's a great flip. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she says, Evangelia, his grandmother. His grandmama. And he has like a whole separate business where... He makes angel investments. Which right. is also a term where yeah. you just give money away and you don't expect anything in return. Right. So that's... It's from this account. Yeah. So here's $50,000. Yeah. Take it. And mm. then... They go home. Back to, I don't know, Charles's apartment probably? Yeah. This is intercut with something, isn't it? Oh, right. We go back to D, who has decided to send the phone to Mabel. Mabel. Maybe arcade. that perhaps happened earlier, but now's as good a time as any to yeah. tell you. Uh, she addresses an envelope with Tim's phone in it, manila envelope. Um, to Mabel at the Arconia. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to rip up the check. Yep. They're going to do it. We got to do it. We have to do it. A really good moment where he's like, and, and Oliver's like, now? It's like, yeah, now. And he starts to do it. And, and Charles goes, wait. And he goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, it's so good. Where it's like, I, I it's so good. Um, And he goes, well, the name on this is Angel. And he goes, well, it couldn't possibly be. Right. But we can't continue. So Angel, like the jewelry, jewelry person that uh, Tim thief. was having. Oh, the jewelry thief that Tim was having trouble with. Thank you. Trying to break the the yeah the, the business down. But then Mabel rushes in. Yeah. And she has tamales and hummus. 
and she goes the peace offering it's a, it's a peace offering she almost sounds like george lucas um <laughs> yeah we do get a scene with mabel and her mom a little oh, bit earlier right. just where she says basically like fine go ahead do what you need to do yeah like i do have to go mm-hmm. do that but like i'm okay and also her mom says Oscar a good kisser. And she's like, Mom, shut up. <laughs> she oh. says, those old men are sad characters. Yeah, which is very metatextual as well. Um, yeah. Also, there's a moment where when Oscar and Mabel are talking where she's like, oh, I th- feel like I was like waiting for you, but not like waiting, waiting. Like I yeah. did other stuff. But like the way she says <laughs> it is like, well, I didn't like save myself. <laughs> I was out here. In- yes very good but yeah her mom just sends her on her way but she bursts in yep with tamales from mama mora and mm-hmm. um hummus and hummus that and, she picked up for oliver and oliver goes this is a day old a day expired and he goes we both know you're gonna eat it and he does yeah it's nasty it's um, fine you can eat one day expired hummus yeah you can ah uh, i've eaten this is just a suggestion yeah for real um the fact that you said it's just a suggestion, I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> my concentration apparated <laughs> completely. <laughs> like, I just can't comprehend. Like, ah, oh, you know, it's just a suggestion. No, the expiration dates, they have a little wiggle room. Yeah. I did call my mom the other day, and I was like, Mom, I had some pork chops in the freezer. And I was like, I thawed them out about three days ago. And they they said sell by, like, two weeks ago. Are they fine? And she's like, yeah, they're fine. Tristan. Yeah, they were in the freezer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, I don't know food. I Use don't... or freeze by, basically. Use or freeze by? Yeah. It, it, often with meat, it'll be Use, use or, or freeze, freeze by, by this date copy that okay well that's nice to know um but she goes well i i I have a hard time trusting you trusting people and liking people she goes you're gonna make me say it and and charles says i would like to hear the words she goes well i want to do this podcast with you yeah yeah it's really sweet the seven words every man wants to hear (laughs) so then she says here's another peace offering the phone tim kono's phone and then they go we have one too and he puts teddy's headshot and it's clearly a headshot yeah nathan lane just hey hey nathan can you just bring in your headshot i don't have that can you you imagine (laughs) nathan lane had those lying around yeah as if that's not what anyway (laughs) yeah i got one here yeah uh because i'm still i'm i guess i'm still auditioning it's funny uh yeah it's it's not his headshot it is not nearly good enough but um but yeah so our prime sponsor is now our prime suspect and then marty he says oh that's good that'll make a great last line for an episode cut to black perfect again very metatextual book it book ended with those two jokes yep it's good yeah it's a solid show uh three out of five um not particularly funny a lot of character stuff that's important but <laughs> Ooh. yeah i mean but it was all stuff like it was stuff we already knew but the characters needed to catch up with each other yeah yeah. yeah. so it was like a little it wasn't like boring because it was executed in an entertaining way but it was just like yep we needed this step 
to go to the next place. Yeah. But, and I was talking to you before we started recording three hours ago. <laughs> um, now I think I know what's going on. A little, I have I like we're in the middle of a plot where I'm like, ooh, I think I I'm, I'm now like theorizing and now I'm more engaged in the story, like much like a, halfway through an episode of <laughs> you go, yeah. ooh, I think I know who done it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to give this one a four. I, I liked it quite a lot for some reason. Um, oh, because I like the show. No, it, it's really good. Um, <laughs> for some reason. No, it's really good. It's true. It doesn't. It has a lot of character stuff, but there is some really like quiet moving of the plot forward that happens. Yeah. It's a necessary piece. Yeah. It's a very important episode to move things forward, mm -hmm. but it isn't like the most, like there's not a car chase. No, but there is a stabler Sandy, which is nice. That is nice. I will say, hey, uh, what? how did Charles and Oliver get home? Is Aphrodite okay? Do we know the uh, car situation? Maybe Steve, the yard dogs gave them a ride home. The yard dogs were just outside of the apartment. Yeah, sure. The whole time. The no. whole time. Um, maybe they got the LIRR. Mm, allure. Or they took a really expensive Uber that Charles paid for. That's the most likely scenario. I think so as well. I was thinking about that. <laughs> or as Mabel absolutely took the train. Yes. No, Oliver has a car. Oliver. Oscar has a car. Oscar has a car, but I don't, for whatever reason, I was like, I just didn't think he would come back into the city. Where would her. he? Why? I guess he lives at the Arcadia, yeah. doesn't he? Uh -huh. So they carpooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave her a ride. Wait, home. does he live there though? No, he doesn't. His dad does, but where does he live? Well, he he lives there now. I think. I mean, where else does he have to go? Exactly. Maybe he'll get an apartment soon, but it seems like it would be quite the the leap from being in prison to. Yeah, I don't think a lot of um, landlords are eager to have ex-convicts as tenants, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he got a... So I'm actually... I've tried to figure out what Oscar was... Like, his sentence was clearly very light. Because... I would assume manslaughter. Yeah, I think probably. Like, I don't think there was... It couldn't have been murder of any degree. From at least what I I know of the situation now, unless there's more to be revealed later on about the specifics of that evening. But from what I can garner, it does not feel like he would get anything particularly heavy. Well, I mean, they've heavily implied that he didn't do it at all. Exactly. Right. But so, yeah. Like, yeah. Also... He's out of prison within 10 years. Right. So it's got to be a light sentence to begin with. Yeah. And then he probably got out on parole with. Good behavior, presumably. Yeah. Considering he wants to open a yoga studio. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do find out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just remembered. God, prison must be terrible. Though, that one. Yeah. So. <sighs> uh, no, it's great. And. um. Yeah, because of course I'm like, okay, well, what did he, how'd that trial go down? This is mm -hmm. how I think about about stuff. 
Um, but we will find out very soon what happened that night. I don't doubt it. Yeah. It seems like we gotta. Yeah, of course. So that's it. Yeah. That's the that's the podcast. And next week we talk about Star mm, Trek. <laughs> Surprise, we're just not gonna Could you imagine? We just fall off in the middle of it. That's happened to me before. Anyway, um next week we're gonna talk about what episode was it? Six, seven? Seven. seven. Episode seven next week. Uh what is it called? It is called the boy from 6B. So it's about the Andrew sisters? <laughs> uh, with the investigation scratching at a web of old crimes originating inside the building, <gasps> a mysterious young man turns the tables to spy on Charles, Oliver, and Mabel. Ooh. This is my favorite episode of the Is it because the boy's season. cute? No. The boy isn't cute? He's perfectly cute. He's perfectly cute. Well, meaning like he's cherubic. Uh, he's he doesn't really do it for me, but he could do it for somebody. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs>